This morning I'd like to focus on our first text here from the book of Exodus. This is uh, the, the famous moment on Mount Sinai when God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. And uh, just a few reflections on the Ten Commandments that I think are very pertinent, very important to, to understand as Christians. The Ten Commandments reflect what's understood as the natural law. So when God gave the Old Covenant law to the people of Israel through Moses, he gave uh, reputedly 600 and I think it's 613 laws. It's a lot of laws. Um, but the vast majority of those laws were what you would refer to as positivistic or positive law and not natural law. So it had to do with the organization of civil society um, and uh, lots of ritual Okay, that had to do with the worship of God, um, things like the kosher laws, what the children of Israel could and could not eat, so forth and so on, not, not eating animals with, um, with, uh, without hooves, or they might have hooves, but they don't chew the cud like the, like the pig, okay? And so the vast majority of those laws were really kind of temporary. They weren't rooted in the nature of things. They weren't, um, timeless or perennial. But the natural laws that God revealed, they are, they're timeless and they're perennial because they're rooted in the nature of things. So it doesn't matter how, how much time elapses or how many gen- different generations come and go, those laws are always going to be laws. They're always going to be valid. Okay, that's what we, we refer to as the natural law or the moral law. The Ten Commandments are an expression of the natural law. So they don't, they don't change. They're always uh, valid. And so in the Christian era, while the vast majority of these 613 Mosaic laws are done away with, the Ten, the Ten Commandments are not done away with. The only element of the Ten Commandments that's a little bit arbitrary and not exactly rooted in the natural law is the Third Commandment about worshiping God on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath here means Saturday. Um, there isn't anything in the natural law that says that you must worship God specifically on a given day. Okay. But there is something in the natural law that says you have to worship God as a community on a regular basis. That is rooted in the natural law. But what given day, you know, that's that's left up to positive law. And God decreed in the Old Testament that it would be Saturday. Um, in the New Testament, that was there isn't any law. Okay, in the New Testament era. But the church, following the apostles' example, has said that Sunday is going to be the day of worship because it's the day that we commemorate the resurrection of Christ from the dead. So apart from that little little uh, kind of qualification, it's important to know that the Ten Commandments are valid for Christians. And in fact, Christ, when he gave the Sermon on the Mount, it really is a re-examination of the Ten Commandments. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is. It's structured around the Ten Commandments. And it, uh, it goes into the depth, into the, into the heart of the Ten Commandments, and, and Christ is showing how the spirit of the Ten Commandments get to the heart, condition of the human heart, and that's what really matters, okay? So external behavior is important, uh, but more important than the external behavior is the root of the heart. And so you see Christ constantly always going back to the heart um, and the motives uh, during the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so that's one important thing to get down. Another important thing to, to say, I think, uh, that's very pertinent to, to the kind of zeitgeist of today, the sort of the spirit of, of contemporary thinking, is that the, uh, there's also uh, often today uh, there's a contrast between law and love. And they're, they're contrasted in an oppositional way, like that they're opposites. So that, 
oh, you know, this person's just really concerned about following the law, and they don't really love. And then conversely, oh, this person, you know, sure, they might ignore this law or that law, but, you know, they're really, really loving, and they're seeking and they're following love. So what happens in the, in the contemporary mindset is there's a, um, a wedge that's placed between law and love, almost as if they're opposites. And that's not a, a properly scriptural understanding of the relationship between law and love. It is true that love is the, is the greatest virtue, and the highest commandment is to love God and to love our neighbor as ourself. But when you get into something like the Ten Commandments, what we find is that this is a, a, a bottom minimum requirement if you're going to love. Okay, so love is greater than the Ten Commandments, but it's not less. So you can't, you can't fall below, uh, beneath the standard of the Ten Commandments and claim to be loving. Okay. Um, love desires the good of one's neighbor. And you can't say, I desire the good of my neighbor, but I'm going to steal from them. I'm going to do all these different injustices and whatnot. Okay. So the Ten Commandments are still very important to understand and to teach and to think about because they provide for us a kind of a framework within which the virtue of love can flourish. It's true, love is greater than the Ten Commandments, uh, but it's not less than the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments are important to talk about and to think about. And then finally, I would say this. Oftentimes, I think in, in the contemporary mindset, people don't like to hear about the Ten Commandments um, because the there's a lack of conversion interiorly. Okay, And the, the relationship between law and grace is such that if there isn't grace present in the person's heart, the law seems onerous and a burden and, and oppressive, and it limits our freedom, and it comes from the outside, and it kind of constricts us, and it's a negative thing. It's experienced as something that's threatening and fearful, and it's going to take away our freedom. But Jesus came with an interior law to transform us from the inside out, from the heart outwards. And uh, when the person who's been transformed by God's grace hears the law, it does, it does, he or she doesn't perceive it as something onerous or something coming from the outside that's going to kind of like come in and sort of take over their freedom. What the person who's converted it perceives the law as is um, something that's kind of resonates with them, like it makes sense. Okay, because because they find it in their heart, they find they look at this law that's outside of them, and they they find it in their heart already there, present, uh, because of conversion. And so there's this agreement, and so it doesn't seem threatening; it seems friendly uh, to them, and it seems something natural and nothing nothing that's going to go and take their freedom away. And they find instead that it gives them freedom, uh, that it sets them free from uh, the the, corrupted will, uh, a will that is bent towards that which is unjust or that which is evil. And uh, the converted heart loves the law because the converted heart loves what is good. If we could just love the good... I mean, it's so, what a beautiful, beautiful thing just to, I mean, it's so common sense, like to love the good. Not to, not to love necessarily the good thing because it tastes good or whatever, or it gives me pleasure, or it's useful to me. 
But it's good in and of itself, the moral good. To love the moral good is a sign of a truly converted heart. And that's what we pray for uh, this morning, um, so that when we look at the Ten Commandments, we don't find them as nasty or burdensome, but as something that's already placed within our hearts uh, by God's grace through Jesus Christ.